the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You look very springish today. Well, I decided this was my last opportunity to wear a white jacket. Oh, are you going to follow that? Well, you the know, fashion advice. Well, believe me, if I was following it, I would have stopped the day after Labor Day. Right. But I decided that it's so warm today, and it's the last day of summer, that I'm just stepping out. Outstanding. We look beautiful. Thank you. I hey, appreciate that. It's a very special show for us today. We are at the Clifford E. Barber Library on the grounds of the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. There's a, a big celebration about to take place right outside the doors where we are broadcasting live. So if you're somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, East Liberty Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, stop on by and you can see us. There's a ribbon cutting ceremony which is just happening outside the window to my right. And it's exciting. Oh, it is. It is exciting, especially, and we'll tell you as our show unfolds today, the beautiful, beautiful renovation they have done in this building. I mean, it is worth your time. If you are a person who loves books, who loves architecture, who loves historic Pittsburgh, this is the place you need to be. No doubt. And uh, as the celebration unfolds, apparently we've been told that there's cake available at cake? some point. So I didn't hear anything about oh, cake. Oh, I hear a lot about is cake. Is that because I'm not eating sugar? Is yeah. that why people were afraid to tell me <laughs> about the cake? We're doing the cake intervention on your behalf. Hey, uh, we're also going to have Andy Masick with us from uh, Pittsburgh's Heinz History Center in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I feel like it's long past time. Four. That I tell you. Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It is officially uh, five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon on the 21st of September. Mm-hmm. What do you think this all means? It's one of the greatest songs ever recorded. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I seriously put it in the top five of all time. But is it a solstice celebration song? It is not a solstice celebration. I looked it up today, John, and you know the question was, so why does it say the 21st night of September? Yeah. You know what the answer is? What? Those were the words that sounded the best. That, more often than not, is how songwriters write. Yeah, it went like 2nd of September, now it sounds no, bad. No. 11th of September, now it sounds bad. 16th, now it sounds bad. When they got to 21st, they were like, hey, it sounds pretty good. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, well, it is a fabulous song. Uh, have you ever seen Earth, Wind, and Fire in concert? I just saw them three months ago. What? And speaking of top five, I put that in my top five concerts of all really? time. Really? Especially because I thought, you know, I'm going to go see this. It's going to be like... One guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire and a bunch of no names. And that wasn't what it was at all. Now, see, I had the opposite experience. I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire a couple of years ago with some weird show. Oh, I know. (laughs) It was was Chicago. The band Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought Earth, Wind, and Fire looked tired. I thought Chicago looked great. Well, if they looked tired then, they were reinvigorated when I saw them. Excellent. All right. All right. So we got a great show ahead. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, the Heinz History Center's president and CEO, Andy Masick, we're going to talk about Mr. Rogers, who was an alumni of this exact institution in which we sit. He's on the Google Doodle today.
101.5 WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. And here at Word FM, we are interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It gives me inspiration and hope. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family. And we would love for you to tell us about it. It's really encouraging to me. Whenever I need to be uplifted, there's something on to uplift me. So visit wordfm.com slash story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. It's encouraging. It's inspiring and it lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. Visit wordfm.com slash story and share your video. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Protecting data across modern decentralized networks presents challenges that traditional backup solutions can't handle. At best, you'll waste time and money managing multiple solutions. At worst, gaps in coverage will leave your data vulnerable. Barracuda Backup is a single cloud-integrated solution that simplifies the backup process and allows data replication to anywhere on your network, a private cloud, Barracuda's cloud, or to the AWS public cloud. Reclaim your data. Try Barracuda Backup free at barracuda.com slash backup. Imagine a world where Yeti are about to discover us. I saw a small foot. How did you know it was a small foot? Because it had a small foot. On September 28th, come face to face with a legend. Oh, look at you. You're adorable. Smallfoot. Yeti or not, here we come. In theaters September 28th. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome back. We're happy that you're with us today. We're broadcasting live from the grounds of the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary inside the Clifford E. Barber Library, a beautiful, brand-new, from-the-ground-up renovation. But with that, Andy Masick joins us. Andy's a regular guest on our show. Andy's the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. And Andy's here to talk to us about, probably I would say, yeah, no, no, no debate, actually. The most famous alumni of the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, that would be Mr. Rogers himself. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. I actually heard that there was free cake here today. I just happened to be what in is the neighborhood. The thing with you guys and the cake. Yeah. Who doesn't love cake? Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about Mr. Rogers. Uh, he was an ordained Presbyterian minister. Yeah. He started out in television, though, and he would come here to the 
theological seminary on his lunch breaks and classes for eight years he studied uh, between 1954 and 1963 when he finally graduated and was ordained. Wow, the ultimate part-time student. Yeah, and yet when his mentors said to him, okay, now we'll get you a ministry of your own, um, we've got several slots open and, you know, we'd, we'd like you to have your pick. And he said, well, wait a second, I... I don't want a traditional ministry. I have my ministry, mm-hmm. and it's on TV, and it's the children. I love that. And at first, they said, wait a second, that's not a ministry. Right. You know, there's, there's no precedent for anything mm-hmm. like that. Especially at the time, because TV was so brand new. Oh, yeah. It was new, and the whole idea of, of uh, ministering to, to a congregation uh, through television, the a medium preschoolers. of television, it was, that was radical. And he stuck to his guns, and wow, look at the impression he made. Look Mm. at the impact he had on our society. Mm. So he's the Google Doodle today. He is the Google Doodle. Fred Rogers is the Google Doodle. And if you haven't seen it yet, you you should, because it's a really sweet image. It's 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 a great little thing. But the reason that it looks as great as it does is because the people from Doodle called you guys at the Heinz History Center. At the Heinz History Center, they, as you know, we have the original sets from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And the Google folks came down to make this stop motion, kind of claymation kind of uh, doodle. And they measured things. They photographed things from every angle. They talked to our curators. And they just sort of inhaled the vibe of of Mr. Rogers. And I think they did a bang-up job (sighs) with this doodle. They sure did. It's really first rate. Oh, yeah. So, Andy, Mr. Rogers, of course, the pride of Pittsburgh. At the Heinz History Center, you have a very special place for Fred Rogers. We really do. Uh, we On the fourth floor of the History Center, you can go into our, our neighborhoods exhibit, and it's really about all the ethnic neighborhoods of Pittsburgh. There are 90 neighborhoods uh, featured, but we also have Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and the neighborhood of make-believe. So you can, Which is everybody's neighborhood, by the way. That is everybody's <laughs> mm-hmm. neighborhood. Uh, it lives in our hearts. And it also lives at the History Center. And you can see the, the great oak tree where um, Henrietta Pussycat and X the Owl right. uh, held mm-hmm. forth. And sometimes mm-hmm. argued. And they did argue. Because uh, it's hard to have a roommate. Well, you know, X the Owl was, he was kind of out there. He they was. Pushed a little guy. bit. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he loved uh, Benjamin Franklin was mm-hmm. his favorite character from right. history. But did you know that why he's X the owl? No. I did not know. It's because he escaped from the Pittsburgh Zoo. Oh. Yeah. Did you make that up? No, I didn't make that. That's, really? that's really true. That's his name. That's what Fred Rogers. Well, I knew that was his name, but I didn't know why. From the Pittsburgh Zoo. Wow. So, I mean, this guy—he was on the lamb. He was—he was a fugitive, uh, but you know, he was okay. Yeah, sure. And and he came into our our homes and our hearts. uh, And Henrietta was able to subdue him appropriately. Right. Every neighborhood kept him in line. But every neighborhood has a little bit of their dark side. You know that. Unless it's Super Tony. You know, Miss the the tree where X the owl and Henrietta uh, lived is is there in all its, its glory, but it was made of paper mache and bailing wire and chewing gum because in 1968 wasn't meant to last. No, they figured we get a season out of this. Sure, right. Fine. Uh, well, uh, it it lasted and lasted, but it almost didn't make a second season because uh, Mr. McFeely, you know, Speedy Delivery, sure, uh, David Newell. Uh, it turns out he couldn't ride a two-wheeler. 
What? You couldn't ride a bike? Yeah. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening. You've outed, you've outed him with his bicycle yeah. non-knowledge. So he couldn't ride a two-wheeler. Or in his defense, it's really hard to ride a two-wheeler really, really slowly sure. on a squeaky floored studio <laughs> set sure. and hit your mark right on. And so he came around the backside of that oak tree, the great oak tree, and it has that arm that sticks out at 90-degree angle and has the house, uh, X the Owl's house right there. Well, he crashed into the arm of that tree, broke it off. Oh, my. Fred was beside himself because, I mean, he probably let loose with a pshaw. Right, something really serious. Yeah. And and he said, okay, this this won't do. And so he got Mr. McBilly a three-wheeler, and that's why Speedy Delivery rides. Oh, that's a right. great story. Fabulous story. I never story. knew that. Andy Masick with me. I yeah. know. I learned so much. Andy Masick from the Heinz History Center here. All right, so when the people from Google called you to come up with the Google Doodle for today, and the reason it is the Google Doodle is because it was how many years ago today that Fred Rogers walked into the WQED studios to record the first one? Yeah. 51 is when they first... Uh, taped or filmed that first show, it came out 50 years ago. So it was 1968 that the first show aired. But that first, he walked in, they taped the first show in uh, uh, on this day in 1967. Well, that is, that's terrific. So when did Google contact you? Oh, it, it was probably six months ago okay. uh, or so. And they've been working hard on it. You know, this this stop motion stuff is it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. They yeah. put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making this. Uh, hand painting figures mm-hmm. and and building those wonderful sets. If you if you did the Google Doodle today, you'll see Fred actually singing his songs mm-hmm. to kids from all walks of life. He uh, jumps on to musical notes that float mm-hmm. up into the sky. Really sweet. The trolley goes by. You see King Friday the Thirteenth and all the characters from the neighborhood. It's just. A romp through memory lane and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Wonderful. You know, it's really interesting that Fred Rogers is having a, a huge renaissance in many ways. There was a film that was produced last year. There's also a film that's shooting in town right now starring Tom Hanks about Mr. Rogers. Of course, what's always happened at the History Center. So what about that, Andy? I mean, there's a, a generation of kids, maybe our kids and the generation before that, who didn't grow up with Fred Rogers. So in many ways, what's happening at the Heinz History Center with the display, you're reigniting love for Fred and a new generation. Well, I'd like to think it's the History Center that's reigniting that interest. But, you know, we're playing a role in it. There is kind of maybe a a perfect storm of good and opportune news. So uh, Max King's book just came out, The Good Neighbor, uh, Mm -hmm. the first authorized biography of Fred Rogers. Uh, the biopic, the documentary, uh, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, came out, and it's like breaking records and is Academy Award uh, worthy uh, for a documentary. I mean, documentaries never no. capture sure. the public imagination the way this film has at, at the movie theaters, no. not just for television. And people, I went and saw people who were crying. Oh, I, you know, and everybody has a Mr. Rogers story, mm-hmm. but it, it's Tom Hanks now is on the case, and his crew and uh, writers and set designers have descended on the History Center. They have got their their uh, 3D cameras and their measuring sticks, and they are going to uh, recreate 
Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And this is going to be a major uh, motion picture, uh, a dramatic production. I understand Tom Hanks himself is going to play Mr. Rogers. So that'll probably be out in the next year or so. And so I think all of these things have, have come together to remind us of the the message of compassion and kindness that was Mr. Rogers. And boy, do we need that oh, sure do. now more Absolutely. than ever. But it must be a big honor for you because you, you guys at the History Center, you've become the caretakers of the, of the physical, you know, relics of Mr. Rogers. You know, what was that like, the journey from the studios at QED to the Heinz History Center? Well, I have to say that uh, uh, Bill Eisler uh, was, played a key role in that, and the Fred Rogers Center and Fred Rogers Productions, um, they all knew that these, these were important historical objects that needed to be preserved for future generations. <laughs> And hanging out in a hallway at uh, QED just wasn't going to do it. Sure. People would break off little hunks of them. Souvenirs. Souvenirs or tokens. And so now they're in a Smithsonian-affiliated museum. Our conservators have gone over them. They'll last for another 100 years. But the other thing that's happened recently, and uh, I'm not sure if you've got little kids at home, uh, but uh, the kids today are mesmerized by Daniel mm-hmm. Tiger. Daniel Tiger, the, the cartoon, sure. has carried on the tradition of Fred Rogers. And, of course, it was uh, Dorothy Daniel, the first station manager at WQED, that gave Fred Rogers that little tiger puppet, that striped tiger. And so he I never knew that. Put, him, put that tiger on his hand and said, Hi, I'm Daniel Tiger. Aww. For, for Dorothy Daniel. No kidding. Yeah. I had no idea. And so now Daniel Tiger has has reached out to a new generation. Right. In a different way. And those kids are now coming to the History Center with their parents and grandparents who all have a Mr. Rogers connection in some way. And it's wow. it's wonderful to see. It's fabulous. Wow. Hey, if you just joined us, we're broadcasting live from the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary inside the Clifford E. Barber Library. Right outside, you may hear in the background uh, the hubbub of activity as there's been a ribbon-cutting ceremony under underway and uh, dignitaries, lots of speeches and prayer, of course, happening here today. Andy Masick joins us because we're talking about the most famous graduate of the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, which is Fred Rogers. I wanted to make sure that we talked about the uh, kids' room that's upstairs in the brand-new Pittsburgh Theological Library. Andy, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet, but it's all together it? fitting and proper that it should be here. I mean, so it's it's a Fred Rogers room for little kids upstairs. It is. A, there are wonderful trolleys in there. There are all sorts of puppets. There's books. There's, you know, great chairs to sit in and fun things to do on the floor and Anyway, they have thought of everything here at the new library at the Pittsburgh Theological Center. They sure have. I mean, we don't want to leave Fred Rogers too soon. What are the important things we need to know about Fred, especially in connection with the History Center? Well, uh, Fred's story is a Pittsburgh story, and uh, he grew up in Latrobe. Uh, He went to school. He was... He was actually from a wealthy family. Um, his He had a chauffeur that could take him to school, but he had that car parked around the corner because he didn't want the other kids to see. See it, sure. And he recognized that his family had the wherewithal to make a difference. And so uh, he decided, I mean, he could have done anything. He could have goofed off uh, sure. and uh, been a playboy or uh, maybe even had a yacht someplace. But he lived very simply, and he brought that message to uh, the world. Mm-hmm. And 
he's the one who saved public television. Uh, I don't know if you know this story, but in 1969, he had to testify before Congress, and he he sat before this really intimidating senator, Senator John Pastore, who was had a reputation for a real tough guy. And uh, the Nixon administration wanted to cut the public television budget in half, and Fred Rogers came up, and Pastore said, "All right, now what do you have, uh, Mister?" and and Fred, in his quiet, calm way, slow, kind of slowed everything down, diffused Senator Pastore, and then told the story and told about how kids sometimes need to hear that they're okay, that that we like you just the way you are. And Fred told this story, and he said, you know, when I see people fighting and shooting each other on television, it makes my heart sink. I wish we could just show how two men could work things out. Mm. And Pastore listened to him and started to tear up and said, um, Sir, it looks like you've just got yourself $20 million. <laughs> and it, it made hair on the back of my neck stand up. Every time I, I see this videotape, we play it at yeah. the History Center. It's so a great moment. People can see what... What kindness and yeah. slowing down and thoughtfulness can, can do, do, even in in the face of the most hard-hearted, jaded politicians mm-hmm. that you can imagine, what a great lesson. you can make a difference. Fabulous. A gentle answer turns away wrath. It sure does. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Andy Masick is with us. Andy's the president, the CEO of the Senator Johns Heinz History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. But stay with us. More great stories from Andy Masick straight ahead. You be my neighbor. Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor. My daughter couldn't keep up with math in school. It was it was really hard for her. Brooke has an above average IQ and yet she wasn't learning. You're frustrated. You're unable to get those answers and solutions that you're looking for. And you're exhausted because you've gone through every other option. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. We just got through pretty much until we found brain balance. That's when she started to thrive. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems. It actually addressed the issue. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. Suddenly things were clicking for her. I would ask him how he did in school and he'd smile. When those things start to click, when those things start to go, it's so exciting. Brain balance didn't just help for Brooklyn and help for our whole family. Brain balance worked for my kids. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. For more information, visit brainbalance.com. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. 
or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. In theaters now. Unbroken. Path to redemption. Witness the next chapter. I just thought I'd be able to forget everything. Of the unbelievable true story. Tonight, there's a drowning man just looking for some type of hope for the future. But there's a lifeline. Just reach out. Unbroken. Path to Redemption. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. For theaters and tickets, go to unbrokenfilm.com. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's pittsburghchristianschools.net. pittsburghchristianschools.net. The T.J. Martell Foundation. Music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. A shower and gusty thunderstorm will cross the region this evening, and there could be some locally damaging winds with any thunderstorm and perhaps even an isolated tornado. Partly cloudy and cooler later tonight, low 55. Variably cloudy, much cooler tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, 52. A mix of clouds and sun Sunday, high 73. I'm Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. Columbia, Columbia, this is Houston. AOS, over. Columbia on the high gate over. Hey, welcome back. We're so happy that you're with us here today. What you're hearing is actual footage of man on moon from moon to earth way back in 1969. Now, we're playing this because Andy Mazik is with us, and he's the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. And starting next Saturday, a premiere, the Smithsonian premieres here in the city of Pittsburgh, a brand new program called Destination Moon, the Apollo 11 story. Andy, welcome back. We are really excited oh. to have the actual Apollo 11 capsule, the capsule Columbia, that took Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins to the moon 50 years ago. Uh, the first moon landing was actually in July of 1969, but the Apollo missions began in 1968, and the Smithsonian just delivered the actual capsule that what do you went mean today? to the moon. 2 a.m., <gasps> Yeah, it Come was on. top secret. We couldn't tell anybody. It's in the history center now. It's Wait, still you were there up. at two a.m. I was there at for them 2 to un- unload the enormous truck. That there might be drunks on Smallman Street or something. <laughs> so I just that's I hard to believe. To sure that everything was okay. But uh, our curators, working with the Smithsonian curators, got this fourteen thousand pound space capsule into the history center. Uh, now it's still covered up. Uh, they have a a tarpaulin over it, specially designed with three layers. The Smithsonian conservators are very concerned about temperature and humidity changes sure. because this is a national treasure. But when you think about it, 
This thing came hurtling through the Earth's atmosphere at 4,000 degrees, glowing red 50 years ago, and now we're concerned about, you know, a fraction of a degree change in temperature. <laughs> but it really is a, a national treasure, and it's going to be available for the public to see uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Uh, wow. the 29th of September, and it's going to be a terrific exhibit. Wow. Andy, I, I think it's hard to, you know, to overestimate, right, or to overstate the historical importance of that capsule. I mean, when you think about JFK and his call to action and then his assassination and then the country behind him to get this man on moon in less than a decade, yeah. it's a fascinating story. It, it is an amazing story, and one of the the things that I love about it is Neil Armstrong, the mission commander of Apollo 11, uh, he thought about this, the historical importance. And, Kathy, you and I were talking uh, on the last show a little bit about what Neil Armstrong brought with him to the moon. Which I I love this, and I want you to tell the story, And but let me just preface it by saying I love it because I think one of the things that we become subject to in whatever our career, whatever our specialty is, is the tyranny of the immediate. Right. We tend to think that whatever we're doing right now is the most important thing. But Neil Armstrong had a bigger perspective. Neil Armstrong in 1969 brought with him to the moon fragments of the Wright brothers plane from 1903, the Wright flyer that flew at Kitty Hawk to prove that human beings could fly. This is the very first time human beings had powered had flight flown with powered flight. And so um, Neil Armstrong brought a piece of the wooden propeller and the canvas from the wings of the Wright Brothers plane, took it to the moon's surface with them and brought it back just to make that connection. It was 66 years from the time the Wright Brothers flew in 1903 to the time human beings were walking on the moon. That's and crazy. Talk about that what as a, a trajectory. That's it's incredible. Just, it's unthinkable yeah. that that and, could have and happened. And those... Those uh, astronauts who went there, I mean, these guys did have the right stuff. They sure they, did. They were test pilots. They were engineers. They were smart. They were bold. They were just what the doctor ordered uh, for this moon flight because so many things could have gone wrong. Holy smokes. We didn't have the redundancy in systems. Sure. And remember, computers were just in their infancy in 1969 we have more computing power in our iphones than all of nasa had and so these guys were putting their lives on the line and when they got there they put a plaque on the moon that say said we come in peace for all mankind they really thought about this. They they said this isn't an American thing. Mm -hmm. This is for the people of Earth. We we come in peace. All the world. And now they thought hard about the flag on the moon. I I don't know if you've read it, in the it, newspaper oh, sure, about, about the, the Ryan movie, Gosling right? film. That's there's a lot of controversy out. there, right? Yeah, the, a major motion picture. They're not going to show the planting of the American flag. Right, and it's coming out uh, just in a couple of weeks. Uh, it, it'll be out. And I, th I hear it's a very good uh, film, but they didn't show the planting of the American flag. Well, in fact, there was great controversy at the time in 1969. Should we put an American flag on the moon or should we put a United Nations flag? Because here in the United States, uh, they were, remember what the world was oh, like in 1968 course. and right. 69. Yeah. There, there was fighting in Vietnam. Uh, there were riots and the assassinations, streets, assassinations, Dr. Martin Luther King and Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy. Yep. 
Um, and I space mean, itself was a race between nations. It was a race. It was the Cold War. And so to diffuse those things, to slow it down, make it more thoughtful, they said, well, maybe we shouldn't claim this, this planetoid, this moon, for the United States. And so they thought about it, but then they said, no, we'll, we'll put a flag there, but we'll, we'll say we're not claiming this. We're just saying we, we were the here. ones who made it. Yeah, we did it, so yeah. we should say that. Right, but, but this is the whole world, uh, everyone's. This is everyone's uh, moon. And so I think that there are some real lessons there. And think about this. The same time the first Apollo mission went up in space, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was airing for the first time here on Earth. Wow. So. And so Pittsburgh has big parts of both of those stories, That's don't they? That's right. Hey, Andy Masick's with us. He's the president the CEO of the Heinz History Center. Starting next Saturday, Destination Moon, the Apollo 11 story, premieres at the History Center. We're just one of a few cities across the entire country to be so fortunate to have this exhibition. Andy, obviously the centerpiece is the Apollo 11 capsule, but there's a lot more around this as well. well. There is a lot more. It's a 10,000 square foot exhibit, and we're going to make lots of Pittsburgh connections mm-hmm. that are going to blow your mind. Nice. Right, these aren't manufactured connections. These are the actual ones whoa so you know the the apollo 11 capsule itself was built by north american rockwell a pittsburgh-based company but those first images from the moon were brought to you by specialized cameras made by westinghouse Mm. alcoa made the aluminum for the lunar lander and the skin for the saturn V rocket ati here uh, helped make the steel for the f1 rocket engines uh, MSA made specialized breathing apparatus for the for the astronauts. Um, Wabtec's uh, union switch and signal made all the firing relays to blast off the rockets. Even the flag that we just talked about that's on the yeah. moon. Well, somebody had to figure out how to make it <coughs> a telescoping pole and a, an arm on it that would make the flag stand out straight because there's no wind on the moon so Mm. nothing could make it unfurl so a guy named jack kinsler here in pittsburgh figured out how to do this and built the flag assembly what was his career specialization well you know (laughs) he started out a kid in pittsburgh making airplane models and then rocket models and his dream was to work for nasa he ended up doing it and then he headed up the whole team that did all kinds of specialized equipment for the uh, Apollo missions, including the flag. That's wow. a great story. Now, my whole family uh, worked for Heinz, H.J. Heinz at one point, and I'm just disappointed that Heinz, you know, out of... No it, pickles. It seems, it seems like every single Pittsburgh company had a, had a hand in this, except for the Heinz. You know, if there's someone out there who worked for Heinz yeah. that has a Heinz connection... Please. I was just talking to Michael Mullen, uh, Vice President of Kraft Heinz, this morning, and I, I said, Michael, are you sure that Heinz didn't develop those little... Um, Packets, those yeah. squeeze out. Yeah, uh, what about Tang? Yeah. Was Tang not made by Kraft Heinz? No, well, Kraft Heinz wasn't a company. Oh, that's company right. It then. was just Heinz. Right. But, but so they're looking. They're pawing Good. through their files. Want- We're looking. But if there's anyone out there who worked for Heinz in 1969 mm-hmm. or 68 and knows of a connection, whether it's ketchup or anything else, 
I want to know about it. Maybe Love there was a pickle pin in someone's pocket. <laughs> it we could be. A good call. Thank I bet you. there was a pickle Thank pin you. on the moon. We need to take a quick break. Andy Masick is with us from the Heinz History Center. We're broadcasting live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary at the Clifford E. Barber Library. If you're somewhere in the neighborhood, stop on by. There's been a grand opening celebration underway right now. You hear people in the background. But stay with us. We'll take a break. Come back. Andy's with us as we return. So stick around. This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. to save on beauty, essentials, and home. Take 20% off all beauty and fragrance during our Love Your Look beauty event. Pick up Nike hoodies for the family starting at $19.99. Save 50% on Carters for Baby. And Sonoma Goods for Life bath towels are only $8.99. Plus, take an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more and get Kohl's cash this weekend at Kohl's. Select styles offer valid September 20th through 23rd with promo code SAVING. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. If you're a baby boomer with 100000 or more of investable assets, this may be the most important 60 seconds for your retirement. We're Sound Income Strategies, and we transform typical portfolios that depend on speculative growth into portfolios that generate sustained retirement income for life. And right now, we're offering the latest book from our founder, David J. Scranton, Return on Principle. Plus, as an added bonus, our retirement income kit packed full of valuable information absolutely free so if you're a baby boomer with 100,000 or more of investable assets call 866-913-1234 right now for your free book and retirement income kit investment advisory services offered through sound income strategies llc an sec registered investment advisory firm in retirement it's all about generating enough income call 866-913-1234 866-913-1234 Sound Income Strategies. The secret to a great retirement is our middle name. With the warmer weather winding down, it's time to ride out the summer in a new Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tunchelkin for the team at Calusi Chevrolet. Right now, Calusi has a huge selection of crossovers like the all-new Chevy Traverse and Equinox and Trax with all-wheel drive, Wi-Fi connectivity, and plenty of storage space. These vehicles are fully equipped for today's busy family. And you can buy with confidence knowing Calusi Chevrolet has been serving Pittsburgh for over a 100 years. Chevrolet, find new roads. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. If you believe, they put a man on the road, man on the road. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. Andy Masick is with us. We're super excited because next Saturday, Destination Moon unveils at the Heinz History Center. We're just a, one of a handful of cities across the country that the Smithsonian Institution trusts with the Apollo 11 command module. Andy, uh, how many cities get this exhibition? Only four cities in America will have Destination Moon. Wow. We are the only city east of the Mississippi River nice. to get it. Take that, we, New York. That's right. <laughs> and you'll have to come to Pittsburgh if you want to see it. And the other cities are uh, Seattle. Seattle, Houston, and St. Louis. So, uh, and we have such a great claim to the Apollo mission. Mm. You know, 400,000 Americans worked to put a man on the moon. 
but Pittsburgh has a bigger claim than almost any other city with all of the industry and the talent mm-hmm. uh, from mathematicians like Elaine Arrington, who is also a uh, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary uh, graduate. graduate. No kidding. Uh, who uh, helped figure out trajectories as they were using their slide rules to figure out how to get a man to the moon. It's amazing. Uh, But there are just so many great Pittsburgh stories, and we'd love it if your listeners would uh, contact us at the History Center and tell us some of your stories, whether Mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, someone in your family who worked uh, for NASA or on the Apollo mission, or just your memories of that time, what it meant to you and your family. Where were you then? So, Andy, Destination Moon, uh, next Saturday, it, the exhibition runs for how long? It's going to be here for four months. Okay. It'll close on February 18th, but September 29th at 9.30 a.m., we're going to have a launch party at the History Center. be a great time to come down with the kids. You, uh, the kids will be able to make their own rockets. These are going to be air-powered rockets. Oh, oh they'll, my god! They'll gosh. go 300 feet up in the air. That's we're going to launch these babies at 9.30 on September uh, 29th. The South Hills Area Rocketry Club is going to supervise us so we don't uh, shoot down any low-flying aircraft. Or, or ruin the Strip District entirely. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it might clear the streets. might <laughs> make these a little better, quite honestly. And, and while you're there seeing the Destination Moon exhibit, take a look at the Mr. Rogers oh, exhibition yeah. and uh, all the neighborhoods of Pittsburgh uh, and the French and Indian War exhibit mm-hmm. and the 250 years of innovation and the sports museum. There's really something for everyone at the Heinz History Center. Outstanding. Well, Andy, thanks for stopping by. You're we the always best. love it. We really do. You're an excellent storyteller. You're the right guy at the right place. Mm-hmm. You really are. Does this mean I can have cake now? I think so. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, you, yeah. You can even have your piece and mine. No, no. Thank you. Yeah, Kathy. it's a special treat. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Andy Mason. Hey, listen, make, make a destination to the Heinz History Center. Destination Moon unveils next Saturday through February. Uh, really, I can't wait to go check it out and be very close to that capsule as well. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're broadcasting live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary's Clifford E. Barber Library. Stay with us. We're going to go inside the library and find out what it's like to just build from the ground up. We'll be right back. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. 
great beds, no bull. With the warmer weather winding down, it's time to ride out the summer in a new Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tunch Elkin for the team at Calusi Chevrolet. Right now, Calusi has a huge selection of crossovers like the all-new Chevy Traverse and Equinox and Trax with all-wheel drive, Wi-Fi connectivity, and plenty of storage space. These vehicles are fully equipped for today's busy family. And you can buy with confidence knowing Calusi Chevrolet has been serving Pittsburgh for over a 100 years. Chevrolet, find new roads. He can smell you from half a mile away. Here with pinpoint accuracy and detect the slightest motion with a 310-degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at yodersbackyard.com. Hey guys, I'm Zendaya, and I'm so excited to share my song, Wonderful Life, from our new movie, Smallfoot. Take a look around and see the world we think we know. Smallfoot is the animated event of the fall. Now that's exciting. Featuring original music performed by Zendaya. And the cast of Smallfoot. Yeti or not, here we come. It's wonderful. Smallfoot, only in theaters, September 28th. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Well, good afternoon. Welcome back. This is the Friday edition of the Ride Home. Kath and I are excited. We're, at we're having the, a great time. We sure are. You can hear the hubbub in the background. We're at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary's grand opening of the uh, uh, the grand reopening of the Clifford E. Barber Library. Yeah, and we're happy to have David Esterline with us. David is the president and the professor of cross-cultural theological education at the seminary. That's a big title. David, we're happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, it's our pleasure, David. It's a fabulous library. It's gorgeous. I mean, seriously, anybody who loves a library, and Kath and I love mm-hmm. libraries, I mean, to think about this building being torn down inside and then being brought back to life again, what an accomplishment. You must be very happy. I, I am very happy, and I'm pretty proud you of some be. great staff. Uh, great folks that we worked with, and I'm I'm thrilled with what has happened with this. Very yeah. nice. Okay, it, so, in this so many is, ways. This is a project uh, that's been going on for a year, but it was in the making for longer than it's that. It's been in the making for quite a long time. It was certainly in the uh, design stages when I arrived just over three years, just over four years ago. Okay. Um, so I came in 2015, and there were plans, but uh, not really completely in place. You know, how are we going to go forward with this? So we began building and putting things together, and of course, I started asking questions like. Are you sure? And why? And is yes. this really what we want to do? Right. And uh, all important this, questions with a project of this size. Heck yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's it's God's money, not our money. And are we using it rightly? Are we being good stewards? Right. Was a key question all all along. Yes. And so as we started looking at why we would do this, not only for the seminary community. Uh, but for the wider community, it came very clear this is really what we needed to do. So it's, it's a collection of, uh, it's the, the main, maybe the best theological collection library between Chicago and Philadelphia. No kidding. So wow. now, and, and was housed in a building that was not adequate in a variety of ways. So we had some infrastructure issues. In fact, if we had simply, uh, done what we needed to do behind the walls, none of what you see, just things like the HVAC and so on, it would have cost us about half of what we put in to do this whole renovation. Is that right? So that was part of things. But my, my own heart, though, was um, in two or three different places. One, of course, I wanted to provide what students and faculty need, 
because our, our faculty publishes a great deal. They do a lot of research. We needed that research collection. We need what's needed for people preparing for ministry. But I really wanted to open it up for this community and especially for the pastors across the region. I see. So I don't have a date yet, but we are going to have an event like this for all the pastors in western Pennsylvania because Wonderful. this library is for everyone. Really? So you do not have to be a student of the seminary to be part of this library? That's absolutely correct. That's so That's generous. That's absolutely right. So, I mean, if it were for our students, I honestly would have had different questions about doing a space like this because, I mean, we have very important students doing very important work, but we want to open this up, uh, what we're doing here, uh, for, mm-hmm. for God's God's work. Right. So. I just, as I was thinking about talking with you all, and of course reading your note, thank you again for your note yesterday, um, uh, the word for the world. Uh, you probably know that, in fact, there's a banner outside that says Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, bridging yes. the word and the world. Yes. We're now, we've shifted a little bit in talking about preparing for ministry in the way of Jesus, being very clear about what that word is. Now, I'm saying, that's a little sermon, I know I just sort of snuck in, I hope that's okay. No, it's good, uh, we like excellent. it. Uh, but we're here for that word to be made known as broadly as possible mm-hmm. through our students, through the research of our faculty, but also through the wider community, that folks who live close by who simply want to come in and use the library, great, and especially for pastors who are in the area. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Not only the content of what's on the stacks and the things that are available technologically, but the beauty of the environment. I mean, yeah, that, I, you, it, just, it, it adds just an incalculable amount to what the building is. I, I'm very happy about the space. Uh, the space is just is just lovely. Uh, I do have a story though about the space that's the other side that still makes me giggle as I tell it. So, of course, I, I walk through every day for the last months as as things were happening and so on and so on. And right after we got all everything back in and opened the door so that anyone could come in and use it, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I met an older gentleman. Actually, he's probably about my age. So. <laughs> so, uh, right. So, I know the feeling. <laughs> um, and I said, hi, how are you? And, and introduced myself. And he, he looked a little puzzled that I didn't know him, which I, I, I didn't. Um, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm a clergy person in Pittsburgh. Tell me where he is. And said, I've been using the library for years. And I said, so how do you think of the space? And he said the following. He said, oh, the space is fine, but the books are packed. That's why. <laughs> he didn't care about the space. Not so much. But but the space, I, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I care about the space. Oh, oh yes. It's just a gorgeous project. But to walk through the stacks... I mean, anybody who loves a library and to walk through the How about the books I pointed out to you? Yeah. I mean, there are some tremendously old volumes here. I love that. And so what about that? We we were reading about the library and 300,000 books had to be carted out and then back again. That unto itself is a major achievement. In order. In order, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't work if they're not in order. No, no. Right? Hey, if you just joined us, we're broadcasting live from the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary from the Clifford E. Barber Library. It's the brand new reopening library. David Esterline is with us. He's the president of the seminary. David, in reading about the seminary, this goes back to the 1700s. That's a heck of a long time ago. You think about all the people that have walked through here or through somewhere in this vicinity, this space, all those people loving God and wanting to spread that word. Can you talk about that? I mean, to, to think about way back, how does that even work? I mean, how do you th- have that thread of all those? Any idea how many thousands of people have come through these doors and graduated with, with degrees in seminaries? Uh, how could that even work? Three. Three. <laughs> Thousand? Three. Zero, 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 zero. Oh, so you're looking over your shoulder. I, somebody sorry. who may know I'm the answer. I'm getting hand cues from from uh, one of the people that I work with and for and who helped me do a good job here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not sure I can answer the question about how many people, except... Uh, a lot. A lot. But let me tell the story a couple of different ways. Sure. Um, 
So we trace our history back to service seminary, which was located near Aliquippa, and that started in 1794. In Aliquippa. In Aliquippa. One faculty member, a man named John Anderson, and three students in a log building. We may have pictures of that log building. That seminary moved to Cannonsburg, connected with a seminary from Philadelphia, moved to Xenia, Ohio, moved to St. Louis for a while. Another seminary, also Presbyterian tradition, started in Pittsburgh, first called Allegheny Seminary, then Pittsburgh Seminary, and those two came together uh, in about 1930. I see. Here on the north side. Another seminary of another strand of Presbyterianism called Western Seminary was founded here in Pittsburgh in 1827. Um, so two different strands of Presbyter- of Reformed Christianity yes. uh, living side by side in the two denominations. But those denominations came together in the 1950s. One of the seminaries, Pittsburgh Xenia, moved to this site. Okay. Um, by the way, just today I spoke with a woman who has lived right here on our campus since 1837 in a house right here. I said, it's 1937. What did I say? You 1937. said 1837. Okay, right. 1937. Um, and she said, I, you know, I've watched the, all the changes, and she said, it's so beautiful. And that, that made my heart Aww. happy because there was a mansion here that was taken down to build these buildings in, in the 1950s. Wow. Now, the story is important because it brings together strands of folks who, who believe in the gospel but think about it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And there was tension in, in the 1950s, and there had, has been over the years because sure. I believe this way, someone else believes that way. One of the favorite things I have to say is, but it's the same Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if we come back to that same Lord Jesus Christ, we can work with those theological differences. And in a sense, this seminary is an illustration of those things coming together. So there, there are 10 seminaries in the United States that are related to the Presbyterian Church USA. So we're one of 10. Mm-hmm. And it's true for me to say we are both the oldest and the youngest, because none other goes back to 1794, and none other can say they were really only formed in the 1950s. I know I it's a goofy right. thing. No, that's good. But I like it's it kind of, they're, 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 they're both true. Excellent. David Esserlein is with us from uh, the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. We're broadcasting live. If you just tuned in, you can hear the hubbub. It's a great day because it's a, the brand new rededication, the brand new reopening of this incredible library. Mm, yeah. So, David, uh, to be here for just four years and to be part of this long lineage and to think that Christ is in the middle of all that. I mean, in your young life, I'm sure the, the career path to be the president of a seminary, no one makes that as their goal, do they? <laughs> Not if they're thinking straight. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us your story. How did that work in your life to find yourself here? And to, I'm sure it's very exciting, um, but I'm sure also there's headaches with it as well as any administrator would know. But it's got to be a fabulous place for you to see God's work. It is a fabulous place as long as I keep my mind on the fact that it's God's work. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that the way you put that sentence even is critical for mm-hmm. me, honestly, on a day-by-day basis. Um, I would say as I was being called and wondering, is this God's call to come and do this job, and began talking to presidents of other seminaries at all different levels, all different traditions, every single one, every single president said, it will change your own spiritual life or else you won't continue. You've got to have your own spiritual life mm-hmm. in some sense of genuine maturity. To that's me. great so advice. That's a, a quick note. So I was I was born and raised in the Pentecostal tradition. Oh, okay. Um, my dad was an Assemblies of God pastor. So I, w- I was raised in the Pentecostal tradition. Uh, went to University of California where I studied, first studied English literature, then began to think, you know, I need to study my own faith. Uh, then took a degree in religious studies and then went to Oxford to study theology um, where I really learned the Bible. Mm. Um, 
and I would say the, the Oxford experience where if you don't pass your exams in Greek and other things, uh, you don't graduate. Um, but I learned the Bible in, in those years, there, I and, and I wouldn't trade that for anything, and I certainly wouldn't do it over again. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a, it's a, was a very important part of my education. Then a PhD at Graduate Theological Union in, uh, in Berkeley. And in those years, began to realize that my own call maybe wasn't first to be a pastor, but first to be involved in preparing pastors for ministry. Yes. And that became a commitment, and my wife and I made a commitment even in those years that we would do that outside of, outside of the United States, outside of our own culture. So we lived first in Cameroon, in West Africa, where I taught New Testament. Um, I was ordained in those years to the Ministry of Word and Sacrament. Then we lived in Fiji. And in those years, I thought really about cultural issues and about how it is we can hear God's voice in different cultures and different traditions. Uh, then was called to McCormick Seminary in Chicago, where I was a professor and dean of the faculty. was there for 18 years. And was minding my own business and thought I would, I would be an interim pastor. In fact, I fell in love with the congregation. I was serving as their uh, fill-in pastor. And I was quite sure I would continue my life teaching sometimes, but as an interim pastor. Yes. And, and then, then the look what that, happened. And the folks here called, and, and my response was, no, no, I, no, I'm not interested in that. But God has a way of working in our are. hearts. Well, so. it's, it's, you, all I can say is as far as this project goes, it's spectacular. We, this, today's our first opportunity to meet you, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. For your kindness, for your hospitality. And congratulations on this gorgeous project. Yes, David. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to both of you. Our pleasure, Thank really. You. We love it here. Say, uh, the open house is underway. We're at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Join us, won't you please? Uh, we are right now at the Clifford E. Barber Library, and uh, you're welcome here as well. We'll be right back in just a few minutes after news, weather, and traffic. Stick around. It's the ride home. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is denying a report in the New York Times that he suggested last year he secretly record President Trump in the White House to expose chaos in the administration. Correspondent Ken Lorman reports. Rosenstein says, quoting here, The New York Times story is inaccurate and factually incorrect. In a statement, he continued, quote, I will not further comment on a story based on anonymous sources who are obviously biased against the department and are advancing their own personal agenda. But let me be clear about this. Based on my personal dealings with the president, there is no basis to invoke the 25th Amendment. Ken Lorman reporting. The 25th Amendment to the Constitution spells out a president can be declared unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office upon a majority vote of the vice president and the cabinet. This is SRN News. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court, and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. My name is Marla 
and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They listened to us from day one. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. And this is going to get us somewhere in one place instead of I'm going to have to run to 15 different spots. About four weeks into the brain balance program, my kid could sit on the couch and just breathe. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. Our lives right now have dramatically changed because of brain balance. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. For more information, visit brainbalance.com. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during the four-day super sale, September 21st through the 24th. You heard right, 40% off paints and stains. With colors like Vanity Pink and Library Pewter, we've got the perfect paint for your DIY project. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store and talk to our experts today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, get triple the clean for half the price. Locally owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh, is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value, discount price for shopping club members at just 50 bucks. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. A shower and gusty thunderstorm will cross the region this evening, and there could be some locally damaging winds with any thunderstorm and perhaps even an isolated tornado. Partly cloudy and cooler later tonight, low 55. Variably cloudy, much cooler tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, 52. A mix of clouds and sun Sunday, high 73. A Mackey Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. We're super excited because we are at an open house at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. This is the grand reopening of the Clifford E. Barber Library. This has been a renovation project in a historic building in the city of Pittsburgh that's been underway for 12 months. And today is the day when it's finally unveiled to the public. I mean, you know what it's like to, like, say, remodel a a kitchen or a bathroom. I would like to know. Well... No, but it's a long process. It is a long process. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of decision-making. There's a lot of chaos during construction. A lot of labor intensive. A lot of labor. A lot of cleanup when it's finally done. And then that moment when you can just enjoy it. I mean, that is worth the all of the pain and difficulty and strain of however long it took. And that day has arrived. And when you, I'm sure, 
a, a, an older building, all the different work that's involved in now, holy smokes. I mean, radio doesn't do it justice. We wish you could see the, the, the images themselves, mm-hmm. what it's like to be here. We're in a room right now, in a common room, that has a gas fireplace, these gorgeous windows that look out all over a square, lots of verdant green, all the trees everywhere, and um, hundreds and hundreds of people right now milling about, getting a first-hand look at the, the stacks, of course, the books themselves, all the different particular reading rooms, mm-hmm. study rooms, video rooms, student work rooms, yep. everything happening here today. So congratulations to the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary and the excellent work that they do to have Christ and the knowledge of Christ to send out disciples around the world. All happens here in the, uh, in the East Liberty campus, the Clifford E. Barber Library, where we're broadcasting live. Hey, if you're out and about, if you're driving somewhere in the east end of the city of Pittsburgh, stop on by, have a piece of cake, and uh, peek in and give us a wave. We just had David Esterline on the air with us in the previous hour. He's the president and professor of cross-cultural theological education here at PTS. And one of the things he brought up is his desire, and he mentioned it to us off the air again. He reiterated how anxious he is for people to realize that this belongs, this library belongs to all people who believe and follow Christ. This is not just for students, uh, students and it's not just for a narrow band of Presbyterians who are allowed in the door. I mean, you're not going to be scanned when you go in, and if you're a Methodist, you're going to be tossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is for everybody, and that's why a day like today is such a big celebration. It surely is. Do you remember, can you think back when you were a kid, and you went to the library with your mom or your dad, and you were handed your first library card? Okay, I don't remember my first library card, but I remember I remember this so clearly. I'm so glad you asked about this, because this um, this sense of being able to and I put this in air quotes, to go anywhere is what I always felt when I walked into the library. Exactly. Is, you know, you can open up a book and you can be in India or you can be 20,000 feet below the surface of the ocean or you can be on the moon or you can be in New York City or you can be with Laurel Ingalls Wilder hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, there are is a, there are limitless places yep. for you to go if you can read. Exactly. All with opening the books and diving deep in. Now, uh, of course, a theological library certainly has got to be a lot different than, say, the Carnegie Library yeah. in your neighborhood. Well, of course, like any academic institution, the library is going to look different than your community library is going to look. I mean, they're not going to have a stack of bestsellers here at PTS. <laughs> no, there's not. Okay. There's no, um, what, uh, Danielle Steele. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I gotta be honest, I hope not. Uh, but, you know, the thing I noticed walking around, first off, are the number of incredibly old books that are here. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous bindings, beautifully old things that have been preserved because someone thinks that what's in there is worth reading, right? No the other thing I noticed around here is just a commitment to beauty. So it's not just content, um, it's a, a commitment to environment. Because that's what we see around here. I mean, it's just a gorgeous place to it be. It sure is. And, and for Kath, you and I, this is sort of like the the, the perfect uh, melding yes. of of God, books, and community. Yes. It's all happening here today. Plus, it's got a fireplace. It, yeah. it actually has two fireplaces. It does. I mean, it's, it, it could be like... You know, the perfect place on earth. This may be heaven. I think it might be. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it might be too late. Do you think it's too late for me to tell you? Uh, tell me what? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's uh, nine minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, your weekend has begun, at least in this corner of East Liberty. All is right and well. Let's just take a moment and listen to this. We just need a moment.
So this is the day. This is the day. That's Engelbert Humperdinck. That is, is not, not. That is not. You know, Engelbert was not available for this recording. Oh. This is uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire instead. Yeah, yeah. But the 21st night of September. So today is the day that uh-huh. this song was written about. So this was written about the, the solstice. No, it actually wasn't. You know, so we did research today because this is what we do, John. Yeah. We research things like pop songs. And uh, we were able to ascertain that the only reason why it says the 21st night of September, the only reason it says that in the song is because those are the words that sounded the best. <laughs> okay, well... Seriously, so they went through like, okay, the 4th of September. No, that no, sounds okay. bad. The 19th of September? Yeah, that sounds bad. The 40... No, no it doesn't. There no, isn't okay. a 40. Right. And yeah. then they ended up at 21st. They're like, that sounds pretty good. So that's huh. what we're going to put in. So there's no deep meaning. There's nothing about the solstice. There's nothing, nothing that is like, you know, going to put you in a different philosophical place in that song. It's right. Just, it was sounded good. To be honest, that's the only words I know in the whole song. Well, that's because most Earth, Wind, and Fire songs are indecipherable. Exactly. It's all about the beat. I'm, it's I'm not a, about the I'm lyrics. A, I'm a huge fan, but I, don't, I have no idea what they're saying. No, exactly. I, don't I think really it don't care. Because when you're up and dancing, yeah, everything else is secondary. Yeah, I think everybody's happy there. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Nice. Okay, we'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk as this library uh, grand celebration is underway about libraries with mm-hmm. our next guest and words and books, the river of ideas mm-hmm. and images that spring forth from a library. Stick mm-hmm. around, won't you please? Be right back in a few minutes. This is The Ride Home here on 101.5 WORD. WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit WordFM.com using the keyword story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit WordFM.com and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. So the weekend finally is upon us mm-hmm. and it looks to be a really almost this the beginning fall. of fall. I think it is. I think, it? you know, it's going to be 88 degrees today or something and tomorrow it's going to be 58 degrees. Right. So who doesn't like to take a nice drive out in the country mm. for a fall, an early fall drive? That's right. Because if you're looking for a pumpkin, you don't want to buy it at a grocery store because it's not the same. No, it's not. The Great Pumpkin would be aghast. Here to talk to us about the Pumpkin <laughs> Festival happening this weekend is Marsha from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh. Hi, guys. How are you today? We can't complain. How are you doing today? Good. Really good. So, actually, on our festival, can you hear me? On our festival, actually, until next weekend. So we- oh, oh okay. Weekend. So, it's not this weekend. It starts next. Here, I'm all jonesing for a pumpkin They'll festival. John's all excited. He's going to have to wait seven days, Marsh. He's going to have to wait seven days. But it's going to be really fun. Actually, we do have our pumpkin land up now, which means we have all these great characters. Um, <laughs> pumpkin, uh, uh, the pumpkin Linus and the Minions. And we have all kinds of, of uh, Marvel characters made out of pumpkins. There's like 140 of them. So it's a great time to come get something to eat. Outstanding. Okay, so next weekend is the Pumpkin Festival, but still, Marsha, Pumpkin Festival or not, there's always excellent food to fill up that gullet down at the Springhouse, yeah? (laughs) Yes, for sure. All right, Marsha, that's all the good news that's coming up next weekend at the Springhouse. For all the details, find us online at wordfm.com.
Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. How would you like to win a trip for two to Israel with Pastor Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory? A trip to the Holy Land will make the words of the Bible come alive for you and transform how you study God's Word. You will create memories that will last a lifetime. And I promise you will encounter the Lord in a way you've never experienced before. Just log on to our station website and you could win the experience of a lifetime with Pastor Jeffress. As a bonus, When you log on, you'll also receive a free copy of the Elijah map from Pastor Jeffress that shows the incredible Holy Land journeys of the prophet Elijah and the significance of the major milestones in his life. We're using the prophet's life to uncover seven secrets for living a successful and significant life. So log on today and you may be following in Elijah's footsteps soon. Enter today by going to wordfm.com slash pathway. That's wordfm.com. Hey, welcome back. Happy that you're with us here today. We're broadcasting live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary's Clifford E. Barber Library. It's the grand reopening of a fabulous facility. If you're a a fan of libraries like Kath and I are, we're like super geeks for libraries. This is as close to heaven as we're going to find. It's a gorgeous new facility. And to think about all the different students, all the different study that's going to take place here with Jesus Christ in the middle, God bless the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Just done an absolutely fabulous job with a historic building in Pittsburgh. And for how much time John and I have spent in libraries growing up, uh, we were trying to figure out who we could talk to who would love a library as much as us. And of course, Marilyn McIntyre came to mind. Now, Marilyn is a dedicated list maker and the award-winning author of books on language and faith, including a little book I love called Make a List. Also, what's in a phrase, pausing where scripture gives you pause, which is the winner of the Christianity Today 2015 Book Award in Spirituality. And she is a great friend of our program. Marilyn, welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's lovely to be back. So, Marilyn, we're sitting in this beautiful library, and it's a renovation of a historic building in Pittsburgh. But, of course, the books are what matter, but the environment also plays in. Do you feel the same way? Sorry, I didn't hear the last part. Oh, I said that it's not just the content. We love the books on the shelves, and of course we love the reason we come to the library, but environment also matters. Oh, it certainly does. Quiet, yeah, so, it really does matter. Sure. Okay, Marilyn, so Quiet talk about... Beauty. No, that's fine. That's fine. So talk about your experience and your background in working with libraries yourself. Well, I've spent a lot of my life in libraries, but before the libraries, my father was a used and antiquarian book dealer which is not lucrative, I will say that, but he had a wonderful life. He bought and sold collections of books to libraries, 
You dealt with people who had private libraries and lots of collectors who would find their way in the world of books to a niche that was really theirs. So if I think of my dad, I think of his nose in a book. And books were really a place, like doors that opened into a place that you could go. And libraries, of course, are a place where that place is really honored and space is made for that. I feel like libraries now are a refuge for a lot of people. I mean, in a, in a way that has a lot of pathos to it, there are homeless people who seek refuge in libraries, public libraries, but also um, there are people at the other end of the spectrum who are seeking refuge from a culture in which everything is commodified and time is money. But to go into a library is like a sanctuary. Marilyn, one of the things that's really interesting about this library is that we're on the grounds of a seminary. And you would think that would be sort of a a closed community. But the library, the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, opens this library up for the greater community. So whether you're a student or not, just someone who loves libraries, loves to read about God, the library is open. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about libraries, right? I mean, it's it doesn't matter. class, race, ethnicity, all those different things. If you love words, if you love books, if you love ideas, the library is the place to be. And I'm sure you found that in your own local libraries. Oh, for sure. And there's a wonderful um, community organization called Friends of the Library in Sacramento, probably in many other cities, too. They gather every year. They have a huge, festive celebration of authors, and they raise money for the libraries because so many libraries are underfunded. And in a certain way, I think that people who support libraries are defenders of the book in an electronic culture. Of course, libraries include electronic resources, and they should, but they also are places to connect with the wider communion of saints, as I think of it, people who have... Um, lived by the word for many generations and we get to be there among them when we go into a library so i think it's a place that a seminary in particular ought to exercise the hospitality that's a feature of our faith practice isn't that the truth so it's not just the community that we're physically with but you walk into a library and you are coming into a community of people who are like-minded and not like-minded, right? So this is your chance to explore the ideas that the world has produced. I mean, there's just no greater place. Marilyn McIntyre, thank you so much for joining us. We're broadcasting live from the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, the refurbished Clifford E. Barber Library. There's much more coming up on today's Ride Home. Thank you. WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit WordFM.com using the keyword story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit WordFM.com and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds 
go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. My oldest son loves to sing, so he was excited to go into high school and be in a choir. However, the very first year he went in, they disbanded the high school choir. (laughs) So sad. So he chose Grove City College partially because he wanted to sing in a choir. Now, here's the cool thing. Grove City College has multiple choirs. So my son, he sings like a songbird every week Mm. with all the students at Grove City. So he was able to reinvent himself when he got to college. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I love that. Now, my daughter, when she got to Grove City, had the opposite experience because she had done something in high school all the years that she really loved. She was on the swim team. And so when she was looking for a college, she wanted to find one where, A, she could, she'd be welcome to swim um, regardless of time. But second of all, that it was still a nationally recognized team, even if it was Division Three. And she found all of that at Grove City. So something that she really liked in high school, she was able to carry through into college. So whether you want to reinvent yourself or you want to continue something that you've been good at and you want to get better at, Grove City College is the perfect location. So here's the deal. Both of our kids attend and love Grove City College. Maybe yours will too. Find out all the details, www.gcc.edu. A shower and gusty thunderstorm will cross the region this evening, and there could be some locally damaging winds with any thunderstorm and perhaps even an isolated tornado. Partly cloudy and cooler later tonight, low 55. Variably cloudy, much cooler tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, 52. A mix of clouds and sun Sunday, high 73. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. So happy that you're with us here today. We're broadcasting live today from the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It is the grand reopening of the Clifford E. Barber Library. Hundreds and hundreds of people are here right now. There was a ribbon cutting at the uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour. It's super exciting. I think this is the first library grand reopening I've ever been with. I know. I feel like I have no, Well, certainly we've never done a live broadcast from a library grand reopening. No, and, it, and you would think a library would be very quiet. Right. This is the opposite of that. This is an extremely loud library <laughs> yes. right now, I want to say. Well, yeah. We're happy to have Michelle Spomer with us. Michelle is the Donald G. Miller Librarian and Director of This Where We Sit, the Clifford E. Barber Library. We're so happy you're here, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. Yes, Michelle. Well, God bless you, because holy smokes, what did you walk into when they told you we're going to renovate this library? What was that like? Well, I, uh, so I've been here uh, two and, about two and a half years. Okay. And so it's been essentially all renovation all the time. And this is actually the first job that I've had as a director. So I I feel like I haven't even learned how to be a director because it's just hit You've the been, ground running with right. the renovation. You've been managing I've a been construction yeah. project. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how do you keep in mind the important things about the library, which is that this is a place for all people. This is a place for people to study and learn and hear and read opinions that are different than their own and be challenged and taught and all those sorts of things. Well, at the same time, it's just construction, dust, and chaos. Well, we did end up uh, setting up a temporary library in uh, the Cato dining room. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. And uh, we stored most of our books at Iron Mountain, so they ha- they still actually have our special collections. We have not moved those back in yet. 
But we we had um, some of our circulating collection, books that you can check out, um, were stored on campus in about three rooms, and we would page those. And then there were some uh, books that were checkoutable also at Iron Mountain, and we would page those a couple times a week. Mm, so yeah. we kept we kept a functioning library the entire time we were wow. out. But we were supposed to be out two years. And so we managed to get back in after essentially a year. Wow. So Okay, every- now I heard a rumor as you were bringing, <laughs> as you were trying, you know, the construction was over and you had to make this enormous building become a library again, that you had to supervise the moving of 300,000 books. Is this true? <laughs> in order. Oh, yes, they were. They did have to be in order. Yeah, we had these huge um, orange crates. So they had about four shelves on them with uh, wheels, and those um, we used those to wheel things to those three rooms that I told you that we stored books on campus. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Iron Mountain wheeled a lot of things out on their own, too. But, yes, we moved all of that stuff out and all of that stuff back in. <laughs> wow. So one of the key features of this library is that the community's welcome to come in. What's that like? Um, what are the things that are available for the students themselves and the community for those two aspects to come together? Sure. Um, so our core mission is to support um, the programs and the students and the faculty here. But we have always welcomed uh, community members to come in. Uh, I think some have known that more than others, and I, I would really like to change that. Uh, we, First of all, we have wonderful spaces to offer people to, to come and study um, the public is also welcome to use our collection. Now, to, to check things out, there's a, a small annual fee and, and not a ton of books <laughs> to mm-hmm. be checked out, but, uh, but public, the public can also check items out of the library too. So it's a perfect collection for people that, um, you know, do adult education, Sunday school, lead a home Bible study. We have a ton of commentaries for uh, Bible study, uh, lots of reference resources. Um, it, it's like the dream collection Wow! <laughs> if you're trying to plan for a sermon or uh, Bible study. Okay, what do you wish that people in the Pittsburgh community knew about the library? I mean, other than the fact that they're welcome to be here, are there things that are here that you wish they knew about or new, new things that are offered now that the building is different? Oh, there's so many great spaces here. <laughs> So we have an active learning space, and that is um, uh, an area where we have a, a desk treadmill and a desk bike. Yeah, John, I John, John Did and you guys I, see that? John yeah. and I are actually moving in there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the other um, the other four sit-to-stand desks have balance chairs, and that area is being uh, used quite a bit. Okay, so this room, let me just break in, Michelle. <laughs> this room has these desks that they can either be raised yes. or lowered, depending on whether you want to be working standing up or working sitting down. Lovely. If you're sitting down, you have to use the balance chairs because that's going to help you use your core muscles so that you can be healthier <laughs> as you sit. But if you're tired of sitting, don't worry because you just walk to the other side of the room and get yourself on a treadmill, and you can do your reading on the treadmill. <laughs> and you're going to leave classes. Too, right? Sure. On I'm, the treadmill. Listen, yes, no, I'm that's ready. talent. That I am really ready. Is. I feel good about it. Yeah. I want I want to try it. Yeah. So so that's just one of many areas. That another thing that I really love about this library is that there are so many unique spaces and furniture for people to find that perfect place to um, to study or to 
pray or to, mm-hmm. to do whatever they want. I mean, there's gigantic tables, there's little desks, there's chairs that are for long-legged people and just for short-legged for people. people <laughs> yes. and, Plus all the um, different light. I mean, the windows in yes. here are fabulous. People want to, I just imagine, you know, on a fall afternoon, as the trees change color here at the seminary, people coming in here and just nestling and finding that perfect spot. Yes. It's really great. Yeah, and it, it's it's been great to walk around the library and I'll, I'll go around a corner and then suddenly there's somebody there that I didn't, you know, they're, they're just so many little hidey holes in this place. Oh, yeah. So it's a perfect, it. yeah, perfect place to I was study. thinking as I was walking around on a tour today, and we have to thank our friend Jim Downey for doing such a great job to show us around. I would either become a great student here or a horrible one because there's so many great views out the windows. So you could sit at a little study carol right. and, you know, get lost in what you're supposed to be studying or get lost in the beautiful view out the window. Just daydream of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we also have um, meeting rooms that are lovely so people uh, can collaborate in those. Yeah. Group study rooms, did you guys go in those? Yeah, yes, we did. we did. Did you draw on the wall? No, but I thought about <laughs> it because the walls are painted With such the, that they can be a white, the whole board is a, the whole wall is a white Board. Yeah. So you just walk in and doodle or draw or make significant notes. I want to do that in John's office so that I can. <laughs> I saw a guy com- uh, like diagram his entire um, paper on the wall. No kidding. Yeah, that's a great way. If you like, if you're a visual learner yeah. or a visual processor. Like I am, like I'm always writing notes and using highlighters and everything like that. I think I could really, you know, make use out of that room. Yeah. Now, in the old days, you would have gotten in trouble. Your mother or dad would have yelled at you. Right. Why are you writing on the wall again? But here, I'm telling you, Michelle would encourage me. She would say, good <laughs> job would. writing on the wall. Very nice. And yeah. that's another thing about this library, too, is uh, there's really only one space where you might get a shushing librarian. <laughs> and that's the reference room. Oh, that's it. One room yeah, only. Only one place. So you can actually, I mean... We wouldn't encourage running around and screaming, but yeah. uh, you don't have to be uh, afraid of making noise in this library. Um, it's also uh, you're no, welcome to bring food and covered drinks. But now the reference room is also different in that yeah. you're only allowed covered drinks in that because who wants to like focus and sit next to somebody eating pizza? Right, right. nobody <laughs> wants to do that. So yeah, get that pepperoni it's, out of my Bible. It's a distraction-free zone. <laughs> exactly. Right, but right. it's. Uh, it's a lovely reference room too. I can't. Wonderful. I can't recommend. Oh, that it's a beautiful, beautiful. Well, the whole yeah. library is. Michelle Spomer is with us. She's the librarian here at the uh, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, Clifford E. Barber Library. Michelle, I mean, I, I think in all the years that Kath and I have done this show, uh, maybe you're the first librarian. You may be. Uh, so, what is it about a librarian? I mean, what's that career path for you to find yourself as the chief librarian at this beautiful place? That's that's a great question. Um, so I'm. I am a theological librarian. We actually have our own professional organization, the American Theological Library Association. I just got onto the board of that this year. Uh, But I actually got my Master of Divinity, um, went overseas to Senegal for a couple years, came back. Uh, I started um, working at the seminary where I earned my degree, and I was working in the library. And so then I went to San Jose State University and got my uh, MLIS. And you put those two degrees together uh-huh. and you have a theological librarian. Oh, okay. So, oh, And it's a very niche 
um, type of profession, but I do have lots of colleagues and uh, go to the annual conferences every year of ATLA. That's wonderful. Well, yeah. we just have to congratulate you on a job well oh, done. It's really incredible. Thank I mean, as someone who is just, you know, a member of the public who wandered in in the beautiful front steps and have been on a wonderful tour of the place, it's just... Job well done. It really and is. And it's been awesome. so many people. I mean, I was just one of many people, so I... I felt very supported. It was a group effort. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, it's a well-run team, it truly so is. good for you. Thanks enough a lot. Congratulations, Michelle. Michelle Spomer, she is the uh, the Donald G. Miller librarian <laughs> here at the Clifford E. Barber Library on the grounds of the Pittsburgh Theological <laughs> Seminary. That's a lot. Well done. And thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. We'll take a break. Come back. Stick around. It's the ride home here on 101.5 Word FM. Stop by Lowe's today for savings on all kinds of equipment to help you enjoy the great outdoors this fall. Make tidying up your yard a breeze with your choice of a Greenworks 60-volt cordless string trimmer or blower for just $149. And up your tailgating game with up to 20% off select grills, smokers, and accessories to make your game day cookouts a lot more flavorful. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 10-3. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, see store for details U.S. only. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Being a Word FM fan club member is the fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at a free Amazon Echo, courtesy of Trinity Jewelers. What are you waiting for? Visit wordfm.com and join for free today. 
Hey, welcome back. So happy that you're with us here today. We're live right now at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And the most surprising things happen at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary Library, apparently. You bump into old friends. I mean, what in the world? Okay, so the Pirates this year, it's been a rocky season. To put not, it lightly. Yeah, it's the only thing that I feel good about is that I'm not a fan of the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> because that would just make it harder yes. if I was a fan of the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> okay, so you and I went to a game, what, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, and we, we, we it was won. like yeah, we won the game and it was prob there were probably sixty people there. Maybe. Maybe sixty five. <laughs> mm-hmm. It night. was like you and I and fifty eight of our best friends. Yeah, okay, so so all those years that as pirate fans we suffered that you know historic twenty long season losing streak, and then they had a little blip, and now we're back to our old ways it seemingly so. Yeah, we're we're on a six game winning streak, so pipe down. I mean yeah, don't get well, too maudlin. You know, However, one of the major reasons to love the Pirates is to go visit PNC Park. Because it's really, our, I don't think I have a more favorite place in Pittsburgh. There's no doubt about it. The uh, the chief architect of PNC Park is with us, David Greisel. He's an old friend. He is also on the board here at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. As we're de- doing the show, David just happens to walk by and we go, what are you Wait, doing what are you, here? You live in Indianapolis, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? David, we're glad. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. And you know, I think this is the first time I've ever talked to you guys face to face. No kidding. Yeah, you're I've always done, on the I've phone. Done interviews with you many times, but always over the phone, usually from Kansas City. And so yes. it's great to actually be here in person. Very good. Now we're sitting here doing the show in our first hour, and this person is waving to me from through a glass. And I look, and you know how you see someone and they're not in the right place? Right. And so you're I not. I think I know that person. Right, you're not but who sure who they are, and you're like, wait a minute. I, I think that. And all of a sudden, I realized that it was you and that you live in, in Kansas City. Right. And why would you possibly be here? And apparently, you're on the board here and so you came here to celebrate this beautiful reopening so the christian community in pittsburgh is kind of a small world and i got a call probably about three three four years ago from the the uh, chair of the recruiting committee on the board and he said it was really funny he said i don't know you but people keep telling me you should be on the board so (laughs) okay that's a good recommendation i like yeah so okay so uh but interesting i have a really interesting connection to the seminary um one of my early mentors was uh a guy named dr john gerstner who actually was on the faculty here many many years ago and then he came and taught adult classes in a church in wichita kansas in the 1980s and i was teresa and i were both fortunate to sit under his teaching. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, we're also big fans of R.C. Sproul, and right. uh, he, he also is. attended sure. here. So it was, you know, that that was kind of a neat emotional connection for well, me to come and, and serve on wonderful. the board here. It was really a great thing. Well, and it's also wonderful that you're here in your role as an architect because this is the grand opening of a building that is historic um, in its age. And one of the things that we've talked to you about so much over the years is when people ruin good buildings. <laughs> that happens often, doesn't it? It does. It does. And it grieves me endlessly of when course I see it that. does but and, and I'm, I'm happy to say that this building was restored in a very thoughtful and respectful yeah. way and i think it's even better now than it was before oh it's wonderful yes. so from your perspective tell us about the building well um barber library when it first opened was kind of a uh, creature of its time but it was pretty closed in and and Dark? not real friendly and not real open and i, I think we've made some uh, some kind of nice little interventions that have just opened it up and made it a little bit more accessible as well, obviously brightening up the finishes and so forth. Um, but it's going to be a, a great facility for study for many, many years to come, mm-hmm. hopefully decades to come, and I'm excited about that. And just, just 
I think it's nice the way the library has been enhanced, but not, you know, it wasn't a case of the architects trying to impose their will mm-hmm. on it and make it into something completely different than mm-hmm. what it already was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that requires sensitivity. It does. And right. some sort of imagination as well, right? Because you don't want to do too much to blow it out of the water, but at the same time, you still want that beauty there. Right, right. And and I think we I think we were able to account. You know, it's funny, people keep thanking me for the work that I did here. And it's like, I didn't do anything. I was just, you know, <laughs> sitting mm-hmm. on the board and, you know, helping to, you know, scoot the project down the road. But sure. there were uh, a, gr- a great architectural team and a great construction team that really actually did the work. And, you know, I, I take no credit for any of this, but I'm happy to be here to celebrate the opening. Yeah. Well, to thank you for, we always thank you for PNC Every Park. Every time I'm at PNC Park, I, <laughs> try, to, I try to tweet David. We I do, because you. I want to be able to say, like, I am enjoying this gorgeous Job place. Well done. So yay you. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I try you. to do. Okay, so this particular project, one of the things that I just love about it is the natural light. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that in the old days, this was a dark place. Yeah, it was a very dark place. And um, it, just the way it was laid out, a lot of the, the study rooms were against the outside wall, so the light couldn't get into the building mm-hmm. at all. And we've kind of opened that up around the perimeter, as well as added a skylight and a big hole in the floor that allows the light come down to the ground floor. So it's really much, much lighter in the the whole entrance has been opened up, uh, which was a very intentional thing, actually, to, ba- uh, to say to the community, this is your library, come on in and, mm-hmm. and be a part of it, whereas before it was kind of walled off like a little, you know, kind of like an old-time bank where you felt like you had to know the combination to get in. Right. Right. So, David, as an architect, it must be a curious thing, you know, from the outs, from us, the outside looking in. As an architect, when you walk into buildings or you look at natural spaces, you see things, you're trained to see things differently than what the common person would. Can you talk about that? I mean, when, when you walk into this building as it was, you know, years ago and you saw, well, in my mind's eye, I can see this happening or this happening. I mean, how does that work? I mean, it's a combination of a God-given gift. There's also training on top of that. But mm-hmm. all those skill sets come together. You see the natural world and the physical world differently than Kath and I would. Well, maybe. I, I think I experienced the world probably a very similar way to you do. But uh, maybe I'm able, because of my training and experience, to articulate what that is, mm-hmm. You know, what it feels like, maybe perhaps better than... The average person. I remember, you know, first coming into Barber Library uh, before the renovation, feeling like I had walked into a government office building from the 1950s. You know, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, they're known for warmth. <laughs> yeah, you you just expected to see yeah. big gray metal desks with stacks of paper, you know, mm. two feet high on them, because that's what it felt like. Yeah. And and so now it just feels like a much more welcoming space. And I think uh, it's it's great how it's turned out. Yeah. Outstanding. Okay, so. John and I mentioned that we always want to thank you and at least give you some, you know, thumbs Props. up for PNC Park whenever we're there. Um, so the Pirates have fallen on a little bit of hard times. I mean, they're good right now. Well, but they, prior... they took care of the Royals last well, week. Well, I I, I, I'm happy you brought that up because I was going to. <laughs> so uh, you're a Kansas City Royals fan, and it's been a, 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 a very dismal time for you. Yeah, in fact, the Royals celebrated their 100th loss uh, here in Pittsburgh. We've been there, believe me. So we can't throw <laughs> yeah, too many stones. So and the season's not over yet, no, so they're, they're on pace still to lose time about 106 that. games 106. this year. Yeah. How Ouch. many years ago was it that you won the World Series? It was 2015, so just it's three an- years ago. Holy smokes, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. 
What the heck? It, we're, we're in total rebuilding yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Welcome to the club. So not only are you here for this wonderful grand opening at the Clifford E. Barber Library at, at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, but also you're doing something called the Economics of Mutuality. So yeah, what's so, that about? Uh, Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation is part of a group that's put together a really neat conference that goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, and I'm part of the Monday program, but it, it's called the Economics of Mutuality, and it's it's basically about... Um, not only, you know, I've been a part of this faith and work discussion yeah. for many years, but I think the discussion is even broadening now to just try to understand uh, what our faith has to do with economics generally mm-hmm. and how we can bless our neighbors uh, through economic participation in, you know, in everything, in the work that we do ourselves and creating jobs for other people and how we bless our neighbors through our work. Yes. And that's kind of the generally the subject of the conference, and I'm going to be giving a little ballpark tour on Monday afternoon. Listen, I then, you know uh, I love that ballpark tour. Mm-hmm. I love that. You've been on it a couple of times. We've done it twice, <laughs> but I could do it a third time oh, and be sure. fine. Yeah, there may be space open. Come on, yeah. I love that. Okay, so the economics of mutuality, that's coming up on Monday. Is there open registration for that? Do you know? Um, you could check online. I'm honestly not sure okay, whether there's PLF. space available or not. PLF.org is the website, PLF.org, the economics yeah. of mutuality. Um, the faith and work, faith, work, and economics right. thing has been fabulous. There's been a lot of tremendous speakers and a lot of great ideas, and so you fit in perfectly to that. Yeah, well, I've been part of that discussion from time to time, and it's it's a really fun thing to be able to participate in. Very All nice. right, great. Well, David, thanks for stopping by. I mean, oh, my pleasure. Happy to see you. Good straight, to, you know, it's someone in the crowd, we go, we know that guy, we love Wait, that guy. And an it's, it's great to have this conversation face-to-face for once. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it's a real treat. So thank you. And your wife, Teresa, is here. Also, we wanted to hide her, even though she does not want to be on the radio. Teresa says hi. Teresa says hi. She's <laughs> waving. She's Very waving. Good. Very nice. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Stick around. It's the ride home. We're live at the uh, Clifford E. Barber Library on the grounds of the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. We got uh, just a touch more ahead, so stay with us. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. You can smell you from half a mile away. Here with pinpoint accuracy. And detect the slightest motion with a 310-degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at yodersbackyard.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Support the 1.6 million Americans living with these diseases. Get started at cctakesteps.org. Don't miss the Global Week of Student Prayer, September 23rd through the 29th, 2018. Join with your friends for a powerful time of prayer for your generation. The Global Week of Student Prayer is your opportunity to find new and unique ways, places, and times to pray together. Global Week of Student Prayer. Pray for your school, your family, 
your friends, and your community. Pray together once or meet with your friends every day that week. Whether you attend public school, private school, or homeschool, gather your friends to pray during the Global Week of Student Prayer. This is a perfect time to launch on-campus Bible clubs and student ministries. So stand with your friends. Stand united in prayer with students around the world during the Global Week of Student Prayer. September 23rd through the 29th, 2018. Global Week of Student Prayer. Head to syatp.com for details. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. We are live. We're broadcasting this show from the Clifford E. Barber Library, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. This is fun. We've had a really great time. Really there have. are so many people here. It's Holy loud. Smokes. It's the loudest library I was ever in. Without a doubt. It's a party's broken out here. And all of a sudden, life. there's a disco ball here. What the heck? <laughs> there's no disco okay, ball. Okay, there should Stop be, though. It. So that's in your imagination. <laughs> However, as we're sitting here in the library and enjoying Pittsburgh and so many great guests, yeah. um, the larger country is talking about the Judge Kavanaugh situation, which which goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, have you been looking at your phone like not? Yes. Uh, is there an update? Is there an no, update? Is there, I, not, I always think, I you know, I need to, what's the latest? No. I, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of consumed by the latest thing we're going to find out, which is weird because we don't really know anything. No, this so is, what kinds of news reports are we thinking this are going to happen? I don't know. To me, this is sort of a, a mystery wrapped inside an enigma. I cannot make heads or tails of this. It really just, this is a unique, unsolvable situation. It really is. Okay, so you hit on an important word. What's that? Unsolvable. Essentially, although there has to be some solution to this down this time next week. Maybe we'll know the solution. Okay, but well, I can't imagine what that solution could I be no if we idea. continue to go on the "you did it, no, I didn't." Yes. Okay. So, so talk about you this morning. So um, occasionally I go in and get a haircut. I mean, I don't have a whole heck of <laughs> whether you need it or not. No, I mean, I don't I mean have every a... six eight months. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a whole heck of a lot of hair. Meanwhile, I have my haircut scheduled every six weeks without fail. I schedule them six months in advance. Really? Yes. It's kind of funny because I was in the barbershop today and this guy was leaving and he was like, okay, Enrico. And they pulled out their calendars and they're doing like, I'm like, who does a, an update on your, on your haircut? People do. I don't do that. People I, who care do. I don't need it that much. I really don't. And in a pinch, my wife fills in. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like she doesn't have anything else to do. I'm just Cut your hair. She loves me. Okay, so I'm sitting today in the barbershop. I go to Enrico's on Fifth Avenue. Let me give you a plug because I love this guy. Enrico's, he's old school barber. So sitting in the barber chair, or sitting you know outside, um, uh, not in the barber chair proper, but you know just kind of like hanging out with the magazines. And there were th- there was a guy in the chair. There was me, and there were two other guys waiting for their haircuts, and I was next in line. And so the guy in the chair and, and Enrico, they kind of like, you know, they're in a distance, and you don't hear the whole conversation uh, unless you're, like, super nebby. But, I, you know, I'm looking at my phone or I'm looking at a magazine. So I hear the guy go, oh, that thing, can you imagine the FBI up your grill six separate times? Because if it was me, believe me, there's plenty of stories to tell. Mm, oh, and you thought I know what they're talking about. All, all of a sudden, everybody perks up. The two guys next to me, me and Rico, we all kind of straighten up a little bit. And everybody, and I mean everybody in that barbershop, we all nodded our heads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that investigation, six times by the FBI, there are very few stones that are unturned. Right. That's why this is so shocking. Right. And that's also why we wonder if we need another one. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. Another investigation? Yeah. I can't imagine it's going to happen. Do you? I don't, I don't think uh, politics notwithstanding, although the Republicans are, you know, holding the power right now, I can't imagine they would, they would, they would acquiesce to this. They're in a bad place, though, because the Republicans need to portray love and not love, but they need to portray care, consideration and respect for this woman. Yes. And so as well, they should as well. They should. And anything that doesn't portray that is going to work against them in addition to being wrong. But don't you think uh, and this falls along when this is to me the tragedy, this that this whole incident for a lot of people falls along party lines. It shouldn't. I know it shouldn't. Right, but people are thinking that way. People well, just, clearly the people in Washington are thinking that way. Without a doubt. I mean, that's what to me is depressing about it. I feel as if any person of goodwill, regardless of your party, regardless of your background or your geography in America, wherever you are, you should want the truth. The truth. You shouldn't want her to go down no. or him to go down. I hope that's true, right? Because you want the truth to come out. Yes. And if, in fact, this is the truth, that Brett Kavanaugh himself... As a young 17-year-old did this, well, then, first of all, um, he said he hasn't done this. But if the truth does come out that he did do this, then essentially he's lied about this. So then that would void him from the conversation anyway. He's done. Now, on the other side, if this woman is making this story up, you've just crushed a man's career. I know. And so what's? it's not good however it turns out. And you've also crushed a family, and you've crushed a whole, you know, the, dis- hopes and the whole reason he's he's before the Supreme Court is he has a distinguished lineage yes. of work in the legal field, and is known as a man of integrity, a man of high honor. Right. So where are we in this whole thing? I don't how know. Do you, but how do you drill down into the? I truth? don't know. But here's my fear. My fear is that we. Uh, is that we're not able to actually ascertain the truth. And so when this is all over, everybody's just going to fall on party lines. And the Republicans are going to say, no, 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 I believe him. And the Democrats are going to say, no, 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 I believe her. And so we're going to end up with what? We're going to end up with division, which is exactly where we started. Only now I feel like it's ratcheted up. Yes. Okay. So say say that this, you know, this time next week we're saying, oh, well, look, Brett Kavanaugh essentially will be voted he has the necessary votes because the mm-hmm. Republicans are in power. And, and even then, it's a sad story because he comes in somehow stained. Stained and tainted, right. Right, which is, you know, like... Which, if he didn't do it, is profoundly unfair. Right. But I don't know how we avoid that because if we're talking about partisans in America, which sadly we are, I can't imagine anything that's going to convince them that he's innocent. Short of the woman... Saying, recanting, yeah, recanting, which is and not saying, right, which is not going to happen. See, and here's the problem for me: when you hear Doctor Ford speak out, you think, well, clearly, uh, you know, I want to say, then it must be true. If she has put her professional self, why would on she the, risk that? Yes, she's essentially driven off a cliff. No matter what she's done as a professional, she'll be known about this moment in American history forever. Okay, look at the other side. If you're Brett Kavanaugh and you have spent your life yes. in courtrooms, you've spent your life in courtrooms. If you did it, why would you ever say I didn't do it? Exactly. That's the that's kiss what of, I think as that's well. That's the kiss of death. He wouldn't. That doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. So he, he on both know, ends, he would know that it's it, to his legal advantage if he did it to tell to the just, truth. To tell the truth, right. because that's what is always better for your legal advantage, right? You especially as a judge, of course, as anybody, but especially at this moment in his life. 
All things in his life have worked towards this moment. So I can't imagine he would flush it away with a lie to try to preserve himself, knowing that the truth always comes out anyway. Right. So it's such an enigma. It's a mystery. It is. It is. And I, and, and the whole reason why this is getting chaotic is because we're not following actual procedures as if we were in a courtroom, as if there were an actual case. Because over 200 years, we have established procedures for how these things are carried out. And this is like off the rails. But of course, the founding fathers never intended the Supreme Court to be like this. No, they the, never intended it to be such a political. focus of partisan politics. Yeah, so red, blue, everyone's wearing the different robes now. And of course, you know, we talked about this. The Supreme Court in some way has become the chief lawmakers in this land because the never. Senate and the Congress won't do, they won't do their job. They won't do it. Right. So if the legislative branch did its job, then the Supreme Court could go back to being arbiters of law, and which is what they were supposed to be. Holy smokes. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but for me, and, and I'm sure Kathy as well, this next week, I'm dedicating so much prayer. Yes, because I, I, want, I want there to be truth. I do. I, I, I want there to be, I, I, I want the real story to be told. Amen to that. Whoever, whoever is at fault, who, whatever it is, I, I'm, I don't want to be partisan about it. I don't want to vote for my guy or root for him or her or whoever it is. I just want to be on the side of truth exactly well this is uh, our show for the day hey listen we want to thank everybody in the pittsburgh theological seminary for their great kindness their their very deep hospitality they've been so welcoming to us here and obviously very proud as well as they should be of this uh clifford e barber library it is a jewel here in the east liberty neighborhood so look if you're so inclined if you're a lover of the word get over here please uh, everyone is welcome here anyone you bring your kids you show up and just be part of this Hey, thanks for coming along. Have yourself a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.